Good morning, guys. Welcome to episode two of the PMP podcast. I'm Chris, the lead digital marketer at Digital22, joined by my colleague Christian, who's the PPC specialist who works in my team with myself. Hi, guys. And today, we've already done one about Google Ads and everything to do that winds us up, which is quite a lot. <laughs> uh, so today, we're going to do a podcast around the alternatives to Google Ads. So mm-hmm. if you're looking at doing digital marketing and you're thinking that Google is really the only avenue to go down, that's not really the case. It is probably has the, the market share of, of searches and stuff like that, yeah. especially in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when it comes to it, there are a lot of other options. I'm just going to run through some of those today. Sounds good. Yeah, sure. No problem. So... Number one for me, um, and it's something that I think more people should use, mm-hmm. is Microsoft Ads. Yeah, I think more people should use Bing. Um, I know it gets a bad rep because the mobile option on it is awful, yeah. to be honest. I mean, that is that is the worst thing. I think when it comes to like mobile search share um, in the UK alone, it's less than 1%. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that really, really lets it down. But when it comes to the actual search itself... I feel you get a better conversion rate, you get a better average cost per click, yeah. and you've got more more engaged searches on there. If someone's searching on Bing or Microsoft Ads, for example, we'll call it Microsoft Ads all the way through. So if someone's searching on Microsoft Ads, they're not doing research, no. they're not doing, you know, they're not a student who's looking for references or whatever like that. Mm-hmm. There's someone who's probably looking to buy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's because um, obviously D22, we run it both on Google Ads and obviously Microsoft Ads and the, like you was mentioning with the average CPCs, considerably lower on Microsoft Ads, our CTI is considerably better and it's just a, obviously a testament to what you were saying there in terms of the relevance and whatnot. Um, it it's just gets straight to the point, Microsoft Ads. Mm-hmm. And as you briefly mentioned before, it has a good, um, is it 10% you were saying in the, in the US? Yeah, in the US it's got really good so, desktop. Like, again, it's mobile, it absolutely tanks on mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, and no one will be watching from Microsoft ads, but if you are, yeah. you know, just sort out your mobile and you'll be so much better. That's I it. mean, the search network they've got as well, I mean, the, the, their ads, the, their actual paid ads go on DuckDuckGo mm-hmm. and that's that's gathering momentum now because people want, it's all about the privacy, yeah. uh, so people don't want to be tracked when they're online mm-hmm. kind of thing, they don't want cookies and DuckDuckGo's brilliant for that, so they're on that, they've got them as part of their search network, so yeah. that, that's a brilliant thing for for people who advertise on there mm-hmm. um, and it's just and the, the search network in general I mean when when I build campaigns in, in, in Google Ads and set up a new campaign I always click off the search yeah, network same, you've got yeah. to disable the search network yeah. because there's so many like irrelevant inconsistencies and isn't there? the inconsistencies on the sites the mm-hmm. you know it's just it's not good for you your campaign no. or your results really it's hard to manage isn't it wherever you're going to be put you can't really so I had to keep a track of full stop. Yeah, and yeah. I just think that with that, with with Microsoft Ads, you get that better. It, it's got like it's almost a higher higher class of search network sites. Well, the CTR with it being higher, it, like you said, it must be because obviously yeah. with a higher CTR, the same keywords. Because like we were saying with D twenty two, we have pretty much a, we've emulated the campaign on both networks, yeah. and the CTR is considerably better on one. So it's it, it it is a testament to the audience which is on that network. Um, and I think one of the best things to mention is normally you'll build it for Google Ads anyway, your campaigns. And with Microsoft Ads having the very simple, you import all the campaigns over, it makes it very easy because if your Google Ads is working, the chances are your Microsoft Ads should definitely work. If you've got the budget, you should be doing the same most likely. I know um, in terms of the audience, it tends to have a bit of an older demographic sometimes, but at the same time, 
it's the, the keywords that you're putting in, it should still be doing the same as what your Google Ads is doing. Yeah, I know the number one search term on Microsoft Ads is Google, uh, which is <laughs> which is a bit of a letdown. <laughs> but, to move over. but the fact of the matter is, if you've got a Microsoft Ads account, you can directly import from your Google Ads account. Mm -hmm. um, if you use the Microsoft Ads Editor, it is pretty much the exact same as the, the Google Ads Editor. Do, 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 it, I mean, the, you know, these aren't the views of Digital 22, but in my personal opinion, they've literally just cloned it. <laughs> yeah, they That's are, what yeah, they've done. Uh, and they've made it really, it's really easy to use. Um, so, and the good thing, once you've imported it from Google Ads, mm -hmm. it's just reduce your cost per clicks because yep. you don't need to be paying as much on Microsoft Ads. No. But you get, you get... Quality's better. The quality's better. You don't get more for your money, no. but you get better... You get a better click-through rate, and you probably you're probably going to get better conversions. Yeah, um, and it's just a, a lot of people just dismiss it because they look at it well. The search volume's not there, and another thing as well, which I forgot to put in my notes, but it's just come to me now, is that Google Ads now with the search query report, they don't give you all your data. No. Whereas if you go on Microsoft Ads, you it's get all the data that's yeah. triggered your search. Now you might not get as much, but you're going to get it all. Yeah. So is it better to get all of less? or not as much of more. And it, it, it says as well that if you're running both, you can obviously use the data that you're gathering from your Microsoft Ads in terms of the search query and apply them to your Google Ads. Is yeah, it's not just one case, you've got to like put exactly. one to the other, have you? Because you use the same keyword research tool for both of them, there's no real difference, to be honest with you. It's a, obviously, the search volumes will be different, but in terms of the relevant keywords, the, the search patterns are going to be very similar. There's not going to be much between them. Um, so yeah, that is a good point in terms of the search query report. If you've got it on Microsoft Ads, just apply your learnings to the other ones. Any negatives you find, anything like that, just apply it across the board. Yeah, I think people are very, they're very keen to like separate them when really like search ads are search ads. Mm -hmm. So you know, if you if you're doing search ads, then you know use your learnings, you, you apply them across both. Yeah, uh, it just makes more sense sense doing it that way. Of course. But yeah, so I think more people should be using Microsoft Ads for sure. Um, I try and do it with all our clients. Mm -hmm. I know a lot. Some of the times it's budget, but the budget's very, really huge on it. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't unless you're a huge e-com site. Yeah, exactly. And the ones that we've we've running on it, it's not even. They don't necessarily spend the daily budget. I just think it's it's a case for having having it there and being being present on there. Even yeah. if you're not going to spend the entire budget, you might as well pull over your campaign from Google Ads and just get something running, even if it's on a modest budget, whatever it may be. Uh, but it's definitely worth considering your overall PPC strategy for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then, so the next alternative, so we've done search, which is probably the highest on the intent, I'd say. Yeah, for so, sure. So uh, if you're on search, the intent's much higher. Mm -hmm. um, you're probably looking more more decision consideration. Mm -hmm. But then if you're going to things like awareness, you've got things like Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. Possibly, we'll move on to Twitter after that. But yeah. I think you tend to group Facebook and Instagram together because the they run through the same platform. Mm -hmm. Like Facebook are buying everything they can at the minute. Yeah. Um, so... You've got Facebook and Instagram. You run more through the same platform, um, and yeah, you, you love Facebook ads. So, so I'll let you kick no, off. No, no, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think with Facebook and Instagram, like you said, they put they normally put them together because they're running the same flat, uh, platform. But I think it's definitely worth noting that in terms of the audiences on both, they, they're sort of very different in terms of Facebook. For me, I tend it tends to be more your millennials as such because that's what we were growing mm. up with yeah well we are we are we're, we're all this i think i'm on the cusp actually um but then <laughs> i'm on the cusp at the other end but we won't talk <laughs> yeah. about that. you're not taking part in that game, <laughs> no i don't play that game <laughs> um but um yeah so instagram it tends to be your generation z as such um uh, 
Um, yeah, good book, which I, I, I believe will get referenced in the podcast. It's called Instabrain. Um, and it, it, it goes through it bang on in terms of what people want on Instagram. It's more about what you're, you're following people on terms of what you like. So you want to be sold to. It's not the case of you searching what you're after. You want to be sold that inspiration on the basis of what you're following. Um, and Facebook, it tends to be a bit more... You're a bit more business-like on Facebook in comparison to Instagram, but they're both very creative platforms. But in, when we're comparing it to Google Ads, um, the intent is so much different. Um, like I said, it's more of a case of they want to be inspired rather than they're searching for what they're after. Um, Facebook and Instagram, both very effective um, platforms for e-commerce. As, uh, as you probably know, you can set up your Facebook shop and your Instagram shop, which are present on your profile. So... It's, it is very powerful, the fact that you can go onto someone's profile, you can see all the products you can either um, buy or check out on the website, or I believe you can do it on the platforms as well. Yeah, if you, you can set do it, it straight up. through now, can't Exactly, you? so it's it's becoming its own entity away from Google, and I think that's where Facebook and Instagram are going to have some sort of more power in the future, because people won't end up leaving these sites to go to Google to find what they're after if, they're, if, if they've already found it there. Yeah. It, they won't have to leave because they can check out within that platform. Um, another good point to make in terms of the audiences that you can make, you've got a wider range of audiences on Facebook. If you just try and use the audiences on Google Ads, you're not really going to get any far if you just focus on the audiences themselves. It's not saying they don't work, it's just they're not as targeted as a Facebook or Instagram. Um, so you've got your detail targeting, which you can fo focus on behaviour, interests, yeah. so, so on and so forth. And I think that's becoming a bit more... Um, yeah, it's becoming a bit more desirable purely because of the iOS update your remarketing audiences aren't really going to be performing as well as they used to because you've just lost a, a percentage of that. So this is where these detailed targeting audiences are coming into it and marketeers who know how to use them effectively are going to come out on top after this iOS update. Um, and then obviously you've got your lookalike audiences for scaling as well. Um, and then on top of it, you've just got the huge campaign sort of objectives that you can go from right from awareness to decision based and you've got multiple forms for each one. Yeah. Uh, your traffic, your brand awareness and in your middle, your consideration ones and then your conversion, your catalog, so on and so forth. So you've got you, Facebook's giving you so many different options of what you want to focus on in terms of the goal. And then it's AI will help you optimize towards that. So I think this as a platform itself, it's definitely worth running alongside Google ads for sure. Um, I wouldn't tend to choose between them because I think in terms of, like I said, the intent behind both of them, I think you're targeting different people on different ones and it's a different approach for different ones, but it's definitely got its place in the overall strategy, in my opinion. What kind of companies should do Facebook or Instagram ads? Do you think, do you think, it's, do you think it's suitable for like every kind of client or do you think there's some clients it where... It depends what they're pushing, in my opinion. If you're talking, probably the bread and butter, you're talking e-commerce, isn't it? Yeah. Your bread and butter, purely because of the e-com, um, the, the shops that you've got in place and the sort of ads that you can do around it and also them sorts of shops, you can use that for your organic. I think it's very powerful. In terms of like your B2B and stuff like that, I don't think it's as effective, but if we go from the sort of strategy where D22, for example, we use a lot of playbooks and push a lot of playbooks and whatnot through our ads on on. Um, Facebook and Instagram as well. And I think that because it's still informative, I don't think it's as far as it's B2B, but it's not obviously e-com. So I think that still works because it's more of a, your personality coming through and it's more, it's it's just less of the serious stuff that you're pushing from your business. But yeah, it tends to be B2B. 
Um, we don't do as much on these platforms, and I think I played, we played around with the lead gem form on Facebook before. But there's there's other alternatives if you were going to go down that route, which we'll touch on in a moment. Anyway, what about for remarketing for B two B kind of thing? What do you think? Because I, for me, I think that Facebook comes into its own for B two B. If you're going to do remarketing, the amount of times I've been on a website looking at buying something, yeah, thought. Best talk to Mrs. about that before I buy it. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I check my Facebook and there's just ads for it it's everywhere. everywhere. Um, so I think like for the remarketing, like it's brilliant from, mm-hmm. from a B2B point of view, even for what you might think of more more highbrow like technical clients. Yeah. It's still the fact if someone's been on their website and then gone to their Facebook, mm-hmm. you can you can do it that way kind of thing. Yeah. But then for like Instagram as well, for me, I just think that your guard's down on Instagram. It is, it is. On Facebook, everyone's got the guard up. Everyone knows they're being sold mm-hmm. to. They know it's marketplace ads, but then people forget that Facebook own Instagram. Instagram yeah. So you forget, and so you'll be on there, you're looking at, like mm-hmm. I don't know, um, pictures of like your friend's dogs or whatever, the, the, the niece's or nephew's birthday party, and then just like, bam, there's a real advert there, and you don't even realise that... Nope. That, that it's there kind it's of thing. It's got one of the highest engagement rates, hasn't it, Instagram, out of all the social media platforms. I think it is ranked the top, um, purely a, a, exactly what you're saying. It's people of guards are down and they're just in a different sort of mind space. Than they yeah, are exactly. It's that mindset when you're on it, mm-hmm. man, because like, when you're on Facebook, you understand that, you know, it's very business-like now. Like you yeah. said, it's a marketplace. They've, they've rolled out the business suite, which is fiddly to use, yeah. like just leave ads manager as it was. Yeah. Um, but you know, I almost—it's almost like they've got someone designing this who's never used it before. Yeah, no, I, I agree. The business suite's awful, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just, once you know how to use the other stuff. Once you're using ads manager and like yeah. business manager, it's fine. But then to move it onto business suite, it's just a pain. Yeah, it's annoying. Um, but yeah, I feel like you say the engagement on Insta is brilliant, um, and I think that with the with like the Instagram shop, Facebook shop, everything like that, um, I think it's really good. And it, I, I like Instagram for like, for me, it's one of the best Instagram accounts you'll see. I think it's it's Aldi or Lidl. And all the images, they, they run into, like when it was over Christmas, it was like one big feast of a yeah, table. A, and all the images were just like interlinked yeah. into that. And that's just something that's really... Branding's like, powerful there, isn't it's it? It's powerful branding. Yeah. It's creative. You know, people who see that, will, will, they'll admit, they might click on and have a look at it kind of mm-hmm. thing. But then I just think that's like brilliant and so there's some companies that do really really well mm-hmm. um when it comes to stuff like that i think that it's you just know, the consistency with the uh, with your instagram pages and patience it? as well exactly because to actually manage something like that as well if you think if you've got like three rows where all the images are going together if you make only one post out of that it all it's all wrong then because yeah. it's all out of order so the management that goes into that which is why it, it works very well because they've probably hired someone full time to do uh, to do that role. So it, it's which is why our social team use social calendars so they can plan all this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what it yeah, is. that's true. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that was my bit on uh, Facebook and Instagram. To be honest with you, um, yeah, just a very effective platforms, both of them, both different sorts of audiences, and it's worth noting which ones are which and just testing. I think. To be honest, none of these platforms are not going to work for you. The no. only way to find out is by testing. That's the only way you're going to... Yeah, you've got to test that. I think a lot of people, like, they don't... For me, I always, when, I'm, when we're talking to clients about budgets, which is always a fun chat, because um, they've got a number in mind and I've got a number in mind and normally they're very far apart. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just a case of like, right, okay. Um, but then when you mention budgets and you're like, right, testing, because mm-hmm. they say... Well, I'd like to think that around 20% of the budget yeah, should be there for it. testing. Mm-hmm. It should be there for us to say, we're going to try this. Mm-hmm. 
and it might work, you know, and you know, and I think it will work. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be trying it. But there is a chance that it might it not is. work because yeah. it's a test. You know, all tests don't always work. No. Um. So, but that's always a tough, especially like for me. I think it's harder managing a budget of five hundred pounds a month than it is of managing a budget of twenty five thousand yeah. pounds a month. I agree. Because in that five hundred dollars a month, pounds a month, whatever it is, you have to make every penny, every yeah, cent in that work. Yeah. There is there is no room for mm-hmm. invalid clicks, bounce rate being too high. Mm-hmm. There is no room for none of that because that five hundred is the budget. Amount, Whereas yeah. someone who's got a budget of twenty five thousand, yeah. they understand that there's probably going to be a bit of a high bounce rate. There's probably going to be a bit of, you know, the. Um, invalid clicks and mm-hmm. they might understand a bit of testing a bit of AB testing a bit of ad testing you know and they're ready for that so they mm-hmm. can absorb that but if you've got a budget of 500 yeah. it's absorbing nothing and it, <laughs> tends, it depends on how many campaigns as well because if you're spreading that over a few the chances are 500 pound isn't enough to like to do more con- than one campaign <laughs> exactly and to conclusively say that your test was a success or not yeah. because that's one thing I always find with test is that some people don't let them run for long enough Yeah, I know that they might look like in comparison it's not working as well but at the same time that's why it's running it's not meant to work as well it's meant to try and find some little gems that you can nurture as such but yeah I agree with testing it it's all about testing and then the next one which is pretty similar because it's still in that, that, that social thing is, mm-hmm. is Twitter ads yep um, now I know that there are a lot of options you can do with Twitter ads when, you, when you're building the audience um, for me I think I think they could do more with their audiences mm. when it comes to building audiences on Twitter yeah. uh, they could make it so it's a bit more a bit more conclusive because they'll give you a range like your range might be between like 130 to 150 180,000 I think the last audience I built was mm-hmm. and you know I mean that's a good audience number to work with but I mean have we got those 50,000 in the middle have yeah we not? that's yeah it needs to be a bit more precise it needs to be it? a bit more precise because if, if the targeting is like 50,000 yeah you know in between then you know well how's the how's the budget calculations yep. running everything like that it's a good starting point then figures but you always want to hone you always want to shrink it and segment and segment but that's where I, I, I believe it comes challenge a bit more challenging with twitter in terms of that as aspect of it yeah and what i will find we will say with twitter ads if you if you if you've got a client who is in that industry where it's probably a bit i don't know, a bit techy mm-hmm. like i think that for for things like you know that's it's really good for stuff like that or if they've got like a really strong online presence they've got mm-hmm. good hashtags good yep. brand awareness then Twitter is brilliant for mm-hmm. brand awareness. Yeah. Like we're running a campaign for a client at the minute and the brand awareness campaign is coming in at like a ridiculously low cost per click on Twitter mm-hmm. um, with quite a good click-through rate. But it's just that audience that I'm, yeah. that I'm unsure about mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we're, we're following like competitors, um, lookalike audiences. We've got all our hashtags and all our interests and all our keywords in there. But I'm still just not sure if, if with that number being mm-hmm. being so off, if I'm if I'm happy with I, yeah. for me, like I think if you work in paid in paid media, um, you are a bit of a control freak. Of course you you are, need yeah. to know about everything. Um, you want to know about everything. Like granularity is key. Yeah, of course. Um, so I just think that with that, I think could be a little bit better for the for the platform overall. Mm-hmm. No, I agree completely. Um, I think my my main point on. Twitter was um, it's got a search element to it a lot of um, a lot of people go to Twitter to try uh, try and find trends and stuff so 
for example, maybe if you're following Bitcoin, for example, a lot of people use the hashtags on Bitcoin to have a look at what's going on in the news at that time, and people go there for the news. So it has got that search element you to it. You love Bitcoin, don't you? Are well, you a Bitcoin I, millionaire? Yeah? No, not yet. No, bloody hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that was just an example. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I think it has got that search element to it. That's why it kind of differs to your Facebook and Instagram. It's less about inspiration and people are going there to yeah they're going to find something as yeah. well um, and following the page which provide them that sort of information whereas it's slightly different with facebook and instagram but yeah no that was my main point i think it has got that search element to it twitter um by using the hashtags in a slightly different way in which they used on instagram so would you say it's got a bit more intent than facebook and instagram then? in the search element yeah i think so yeah i think so because like I said, in my opinion, the hashtags are used quite slightly different. They're used on Twitter to, like I said, hashtag Bitcoin. Then you'll get all the news which are relating to Bitcoin and the feed will be optimised for what's got the most retweets and comments, which normally indicates the relevance of whatever it may be. Whereas on your Instagram and Facebook, you're using that to be put in a field, which it's more of people using them to just find inspiration within that. They're not looking for any particular information. They're just looking for inspiration. Like it's... It's like, yeah, that that would be my main point. It is slightly different. But yeah, the intent on Twitter, I'd say it's a bit further up than Facebook and Instagram. It's because they're more disruptive, aren't they? This is a bit less. So you'd have, you'd have, so you'd have search as number one, like, so you've got Google ads and, mm. and Microsoft ads. Yeah. And then you'd have like Twitter ads at number two for intent. Yeah, but it's whether it's per, it's, because the intent, it can be a bit, is it purchase intent though? That would be my, because I think the intent is definitely further up informationally based yes exactly so informationally based i think the intent is definitely um i think it's definitely further up but if you come if you're looking into purchase intent i still don't think people would be going onto twitter and typing in the products that they're after i just think they'll be looking for the questions the research sort of phase i think they're looking for that bits of information looking for the trending stuff within them topics but if it's talking e-com for example yeah i don't think it, it i don't think it would be i think um it has come up recently, though, that they are trying to integrate a catalogue um, feed into Twitter now. I believe it came on... Um, yeah, I saw it recently, actually. They Twitter stories now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are actually adding a few more bits to it, which might be able to open it up to sort of an e-com sort of business. But I think, yeah, I think in terms of information-based and that sort of the questions around it, it works very well. In terms of purchase intent, I, I don't think it's as, as good as your Facebook or Instagram as such. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. So the next one um, is probably the one that we find ourselves doing most yeah. of now. Well, most of, probably a very close second mm-hmm. is LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Um, now, you started with us in January and before then you'd never done anything never, on LinkedIn ads, had you? Absolutely love them now, yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it was pretty pretty new for me as well. Um, I think it's really exploded in the last, in the UK, probably in the last like two years, 18 mm-hmm. months really. It, mm-hmm. It's probably, it's really kicked on. Um, I think what LinkedIn has does it gives users a great opportunity to build their audience yeah. so you've got you know you can really target down by job role and all mm-hmm. this kind of thing and everything yeah, like fantastic. age and everything but what I will say where I think LinkedIn lets itself down is the, the job role targeting it probably only understands 30% of the job roles on its own platform mm-hmm. um, and that's probably not down to them in fairness that's probably down to the users not actually putting what they do you've always got a pet peeve about that it, it absolutely <laughs> grinds my like, it's like I mean, I didn't swear then, Jonathan, don't look at me like that. <laughs> um, but it's because like I am, 
I am all I am the lead PPC marketer at Digital Twenty Two. You are indeed. So that's what my LinkedIn profile says. Of course it does. You're a PPC specialist. Mm-hmm. That's what yours says. It doesn't say that we help companies, you know, create engaging campaigns online and raise which is what we do, but it's Which not is what title. we do, but it's not a title. <laughs> it's not a job title. Put it in your job function, yeah. if that's what you want to do. <laughs> but, you know, that's it. You can't no, really right. work that, that well in marketing if you don't even have your job title on your profile. No, you're right, you're right, you're bang on. You know, it's just, it's one of those things. And I think what it could do, it could have like better ad formats. Like, you can't mm-hmm. use video on sponsored content mm-hmm. um, for lead generation. Yeah. You can use it as sponsored you content. You have to pick between them as well, you got to pick it? between them. So um, you can't, like, if you were on, for example, Facebook or Instagram, you could A-B test your video content against your single image, but you'd have to have two separate campaigns to do that, which yeah. is, it's not as, if it, like I said, it's not as effective. It's not as effective. No. I mean, I think they are getting better with it, and yeah. they're releasing more and more stuff mm-hmm. um, around it, which is good, uh, because it's always evolving like you probably think if it if it's in the terms of like b2b advertising it's probably where google ads is in search mm-hmm. i think linkedin ads yeah it's, it's probably becoming that monster because there's no other platform i think i looked at there was a platform in germany but that was doing it um for for, for like the german clients it's mm-hmm. their version of linkedin but for like the uk probably emir and the us mm-hmm. It's probably like the number one platform for B2B advertising. For sure. Um, But it's brilliant for lead generation. The lead gen forms are really good. They can load straight into things like HubSpot, uh, Salesforce, Marketo, it loads into all those. Uh, You can do those really well. Um, I just think it is a really, really good platform. The one thing that it is though, is it's expensive. Yeah, it is expensive. It is expensive. If you've got a client that's going after c-suite ceo managing yeah, director you then use, you're looking it? at like it'll say that it wants like 30 dollars a click mm-hmm. and when you do like a campaign for clients that have got 500 you know dollars a month budget it's not going to go very far no. at all um but the, the good thing is that you know you can get the all the leads in platform doing the lead gen form mm-hmm. because we tested it before we had the exact same form on a landing page and once users had clicked from linkedin to the landing page it just went conversion like, rate, the conversion right. rate plummeted but then yeah. when you put it in the page you've it got like a um, conversion rate like seven eight percent yeah it's brilliant and it's and it's just it's ridiculous how much it it drops mm-hmm. when it goes yeah for sure um yeah like you said since january this it's predominantly the main platform i've been using and yeah i love it now to be honest with you the lead gen forms are a, are a revelation for me um and i think the audience is like you were saying the job um job title, job functions, it can be a bit misleading sometimes, but it, it gives us a bit more of a push to go and investigate the other ones. Like we said, we look at like skills and interests, which we Senior applied that to, um, to one of our clients, moving away from the job function, looking at what they're interested in, what sort of skills they've got. And we've pretty much doubled the conversions and also the average CPC is considerably lower as well. Um, so I think it's, you do need that test budget with LinkedIn as well, I think, but the fact yeah. that it's more expensive means you need a, bigger budget in general but if you can test and you can start on the sort of job title job functions to begin with and then start moving away onto these sorts of interesting skills i think you can really really work that average cpc and cpa down and yeah it's fantastic for b2b i do really like linkedin to be honest with you yeah no it, it, that is it's a really really good one and then so they want to the last two now um now this one is something that we've only just really started looking at mm-hmm probably in the past like six weeks or so and it's content syndication. So content syndication runs on organisations who've got a lot of subscribed members. So there are a couple that I've been speaking to uh, 
predominantly US based, but they've got verified users all over the world. Uh, one's got, I think it's like 125 million subscribed mm -hmm. users. And what it is, these users access content across like a network of 1400 sites. Right. So for example, we've got a client at the moment and we're pushing a lot of their reports, their white papers. We're doing it on LinkedIn. Um, so we're looking to, to do it so they will find they have articles around something similar mm -hmm. so it could be around for us it could be like picking a marketing automation platform mm -hmm. so this verified user who they know the job role the company everything like that they've got all the five layers of targeting that we've asked for and they read this article and at the bottom of the article it's got a sponsored link download digital 22's guide to uh, the best marketing automation platform which will probably be HubSpot, I'm not yeah. going to lie. <laughs> it's our guide. <laughs> so, you know, you read that and then you see the link and then they click on it and they download it and that comes through to us as a lead because they downloaded our guide. Mm -hmm. um, so we're looking at doing a lot more with that because we're getting a lot more clients now who who have a bank of content mm -hmm. um, and are looking for, I mean, we, we can sometimes on LinkedIn, I mean, I'm running, I think, four four or five campaigns on LinkedIn at the minute and one of the cost per lead is around 270, uh, one's 80 and one's running at like 37 and with with them we can get the leads at like quite a good pace as well and it's probably going to come in at around like a fifth of the normal cost which, really, which is good it? yeah and there's lots of other things as well I mean I know we we are we are PPC specialists so everyone thinks of that as just search mm -hmm. but it's not it's no. more than that now you know you've got to have like those other strings to the bow if you will you because do, yeah. you know you need to know like, i always used to think that ppc was always going to be paid search yeah no. and you know like, i used to have facebook ads it'll be a bit of a flash in the pan and look at it now i mean i did the ads for one of our clients and ended up selling like a seven hundred thousand pound product through mm -hmm. facebook ads yeah 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 imagine and you know it's like I, I buy a jacket off Facebook ads or something like that or I get remarketed to for some new walking boots yeah. you know and someone's actually looked at the ad campaign and they bought like you know a high ticket value item and it's yeah, like yeah. and that's when it that's when you really think of it as it's like standalone mm -hmm. platform and it was through content though which I think it's worth saying yeah in terms the, the of content download and like we were saying at the start, I think if, if you would have went straight to that value of pro, uh, never. that value, you would have never, you wouldn't have even got a sniff. But the fact that you've got him interested through some form of pay, white paper or downloadable yeah. content, it works. It and then they go work. into the nurture system, obviously. So exactly. obviously all the, again, you know, I think I probably end up saying it every podcast, we're 100% HubSpot. Mm -hmm. So they go, they download the content, they go into the workflow, they go into the nurture sequence, they mm -hmm. then get, you know, tracked all the way through and that's what i like seeing the interaction between these people who who either fill in our contact form or they download our guide or whatever but then you can see all all the emails they get sent through the work for mm -hmm. um, and then you can see see how that works with them yeah no it's brilliant no because we we couple the workflow with the um lead gen of linkedin don't we yeah. it works very effectively that the fact that they get pushed to that landing page afterwards but also if they don't get that far, they're then enrolled into this workflow, which is just going to remind them as well. It's it's part of the entire strategy. But if we only just had the PPC, it might not be as effective. No, I don't think it would. I think no. you've got to have all of it. Like, yeah. So you've got to have it all. Like you, you've got to have your search presence, and then you need your your, your social paid social presence, and then you need like your remarketing and everything. Mm -hmm. And if you've got a lot of content and you're quite a technical client, then content syndication will work really well yeah, for you. Of course it will. And then finally, the last one is something that's probably going to like sideswipe you, yep. but it's the Apple search ads. Yep. 
So we had a chat um, with one of one of my colleagues out there last week, and we have a client who has an app, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What can we do?" I never had much luck with Google app install campaigns. No. Uh, they're always a bit hit and miss, and they're on the they're on the the app store. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "Oh, can we do ads on the app store?" I was like, "I've never had a look at them." No. Never. No one's ever asked. So I went away and had a look, and you can do ads on the app store. Yeah. So got certified. So I'm now certified to do ads on the app store, um, and it's pretty really simple. It's just like Google Ads yeah. to be fair. So you do four campaigns. You do a branded one around the name of your app. Mm-hmm. You do a competitor one, which is good. Obviously. Uh, so obviously, if you were something like, for example, if you if you were doing the ads, the app for hotels.com you'd do a competitor campaign around things like booking.com, TripAdvisor, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then you've got one around what you are, uh, and then you've just got like a generic one as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do those four can four campaigns and get them in there. Um, the ads are just screenshots of your app. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's no design needed there or anything like that. Um, do you think they will, um, the design feature then, if it is just more of a case of it's a screenshot, do you reckon they'll be able to go into it a bit more and you'll be able to tie with that a bit more maybe? I think some people, what they will do is they might put different things in their app to make their ads look a bit better. Right, okay, so they'll adjust the app first and, right, yeah, okay, that right. makes sense. So rather than like, but then it's one of them, do you put too much in the app and slow it down? Yeah. It's a real, I think because everyone's using screenshots, it's mm-hmm. not too bad. No. It's not like on LinkedIn ads where if you've got like, for example, um, a stressed out marketing manager who's mm-hmm. getting grief from above, who's trying to design some ads on Canva. Yeah. Whereas we can go to our design team, Bilal or Dave, and just say, listen, fellas, I need these doing, yeah. this is the brief, and, and they, can, they can knock it out of the park using all the tools that they've got and their expertise. Mm-hmm. And that's probably going to look better than, you know, a marketing manager Mick who's stressed out, he's got his boss down his neck telling him to, to get something creative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like when something happens and I feel like, so if, if there's an event, for example, um, and something and everyone thinks it's going to go viral, the amount of marketing managers that get an email, like, oh, I'll put something out about that. Yeah. Put something out about that and it's like, what do you want them to put out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs planning. There's mm-hmm. a reason that marketers love a calendar and a plan <laughs> because it enables us to, to get everything in place and then when something comes in that just like blindsides that, if you will, mm-hmm then it, it, it knocks everything out of sync. Of course, it, we, we booked these in a couple of weeks in advance, It's been we? booked in for a month. Have you yeah. tried getting time with Jonathan? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like trying to book in with a queen. <laughs> well, but, yeah, we get more than enough time to plan and move Exactly, yeah. So, you, so you've got all your planning time. It's even with things like when we do uh, when we do a campaign plan for a client, mm-hmm. we'll plan out the, the, the search activity, what we want to do, what we want to focus on, what we want to back up with social and everything mm-hmm. like that. And that gives us time to get the graphics in place, get any like videos that we need or anything like that, all that gets done mm-hmm. and then it gets signed off and we've got it there mm-hmm. and then something will happen at their end or and they'll be like, oh, our competitor's gone big on this, we need to do it and then all of a sudden your campaign plan's gone out the window because you've got to change everything yeah. and it changes budgets, it changes timings, everything. everything's gone. Um, so yeah, I just think that, went a little bit off tangent there, but I just think that with everything like that, everything needs to be planned in. If you, if you like to say, if you're, if you're a tech client or you're a client that's got an app, then search ads, I imagine Play Store ads will be exactly the same of uh, yeah, because yeah, of Google, <laughs> because of Google and Google will be ad. So they'll all be, they'll all be exactly the same. But I just think like in conclusion, if you are a marketer or a company owner and you're looking to advertise online, it doesn't just have to be Google ads. No. 
you've got so much more that you can do. I mean, you probably do need need to be on Google Ads to begin with, yeah. just to get an idea of what it is mm-hmm. and what you need to be doing. But then definitely back it up with with Bing Ads if you've got the if you've got the budget there. Um, and then definitely look at doing either some. Uh, if you're not going to do just do paid social, do remarketing through paid social. Mm-hmm. Build your audiences, get your pixels on there. Yeah. Uh, make sure your conversion tracking set up properly. That's the main thing. It's a bit difficult now with Facebook, but yeah. that's for another podcast. Um, use all the free tools that are out there. You know, your Google Analytics, your Tag Manager, and 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 spend a bit of time just trying to get to grips with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll admit I am not the best person in the world when it comes to Tag Manager. Um, but I've got an idea of it and just learn to understand your reports. Yeah. Don't just have someone explain it, to, uh, tell you what it is. Sit down and say, well, what does this mean? You need the context, don't you? You need the context. I'm, I, I, I like reports where it's got week by week and so then you can put a little bit of conditional formatting in. So if it's gone up, it goes green. If it's gone down, it goes red. Nobody likes red. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there might be a reason for red. You know, you've got seasonality. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of the searches on... Like when we had the heat wave, for example, I felt really sorry for those who were running e-commerce campaigns because your searches are going to tank. Yeah, they do, don't they? When it's when it's a heat wave, no one's inside looking. If it's a desktop anyway, no. If you've got a desktop campaign set up, no one's inside looking at the computers mm-hmm. or anything like that. They've not even got the Mac. They've not even got the laptops outside because mm-hmm. it's too hot. Of course. You know you, the ones that are going to do really well there will be mobile searches, uh, mobile campaigns, everything like that. They'll do well, but. If you've got an e-com campaign on desktop when it's really, really warm, it's but plummeting, isn't it? Yeah, but people forget that. Yeah, um, yeah. For me, I just think um, for all of them, it's one. It depends on what sort of site you are. For me, because like I've worked with a few clients, which is I think this is becoming quite new now. But they have no sort of the basic SEO. If someone from SEO would look at it, they'd, they'd be they'd be worried. They'd be worried looking at the site. But if I've looked at some of these clients and when 80% of the traffic is being referred from a social platform, for example, it was Instagram, it's, you need to be on there then because obviously you need to be working on your SEO on the side and, but some companies don't need, it's not like the, it's hard to word actually because they're surviving without the influence of Google to some extent because if they're generating enough revenue and it's coming through 80% of your traffic's coming through a social media platform, then you need to optimize for that particular platform. Um, but obviously Google's fundamental and it should be considered in a long-term strategy for sure. But I think it just depends what sort of angle you're coming from. If you're more of a, maybe like a clothing, um, a clothing client, for example, Google search is so competitive for clothing and it's very, very difficult to be able to rank for these particular ones as well in general, but for your, for your ads on social, I think it'll work so much better and that might be the way you want to go. Uh, but I think the overarching point is just the testing across the board. I think Google's a great place to start due to the intent, like you were saying, and obviously Microsoft Ad just benefits, um, just complements it as such, but just test across them and give it enough time. And But the more you can get live, the more you can bring in, in terms of if you can get each one cost effective, if you spread your budgets across five platforms and they're all working, the scalability is so much better than if you were just focused on one and trying to get as much as you can out of them particular keywords, for example. But if you've got another three channels in, in play, you could be increasing that. You've got more streams of revenue coming in there. And I think it's, you just don't want to limit yourself to one or two. You, don't, you can definitely exploit them all to some extent, um, even if it's the same company. Because if you've got uh, downloads and stuff like that, you can get on LinkedIn, even if you're an e-com, if you've got a download for 
outfits for say for going on along with his club and sort of a style guard yeah exactly so that would work that would work for the other ones but people would probably swipe linkedin off the board because oh it's b2b it's that sort of but it's still content at the end of the day and that's what people are looking for across the majority of these you just need to make sure your content's matched up with the audience on the platform and the way it's delivered but yeah, that'd be that'd be my sum up on that. Yeah, I think it's dangerous as well for companies to have all, all the, the marketing eggs in one basket, so yeah. to speak. So if you've got like then so if you've got a client who's got eighty percent of the traffic coming from a social media platform, if their account gets hacked or banned and taken down, That's they've it. lost eighty percent of the traffic yeah. that is tanked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't have that back up on Google, you don't have that back up on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So so yeah, so that's it. That's so in summary, do Google ads. Yeah. Back it up with another version of either search and then make sure you do some form of paid social as and when you can, whether it be for remarketing or testing purposes. Mm-hmm. And then there's also everything like content syndication, app store ads, and there's all these other stuff that people can do mm-hmm. to, to get their presence online and just give themselves like a, a broader reach. Yeah, and just slowly test and take your time with them. There's no reason to rush them and just make them right put time into the preparation the keyword research or the audiences and just take time with them because there is a place for everything there is a there is a place for everything and if you don't have time you can get in touch with digital 22 and we'll run it for you yeah that's it that's the one that's the one i mean jonathan i did say this last time he'll put like the email address there yeah you can just email in uh, (laughs) speak to caroline and she'll sort it all out (laughs) and that's what we'll do but yeah i think that wraps it up for this one brilliant yeah no brilliant well thanks for watching everyone if you've watched till the end that's brilliant and then we'll see you on the next one take care